Hey, hey. So in the last episode, we talked about the lie of I don't have time and that the enemy is fighting against us being in a relationship with God. I said that when we choose to believe his lies and choose other things over God, we miss out on God's promises. I just wanted to expand a little bit more on that today because this is an issue. This was an issue in Israel. We're going to be in Judges chapters 1 and 2, so grab your Bible, pen, and some paper, and let's dig in. Welcome to the Spiritually Disciplined Mom Podcast, where you will learn all about the spiritual disciplines, why we do them, how to be consistent, and how to enjoy them. Do you feel stuck as a Christian with all the things you have to do each day? Have you ever performed the spiritual disciplines just to be a good Christian? Do you want to grow in your relationship with God? Hey friend, I'm Mary Reed, your new discipleship partner, Bible study buddy, and spiritual freedom warrior. If you are ready to enter a new season of actually wanting to read your Bible, fast, pray, and meditate, you're in the right place. Grab your laundry basket or sink your phone up to the car. It's time to grow into the spiritually disciplined mom God is calling you to be. Alright, before we get into Judges, I just want to give you a little bit of a background. So before, or sorry, after God freed Israel from slavery in Egypt, he gave them the law. Then they were, when they were on the cusp of going into the land that God had promised Abraham 500 years earlier, Israel refused because of fear and unbelief. So they wandered the wilderness for 40 years. After the wandering time ended and the generation that rebelled against God had all died out, including Moses, God called Joshua to lead the people and take possession of the land. The book of Joshua gives this whole account and and tells of some of the battles that went on. And it also details the boundary lines for the nation. And in chapter 15, starting in chapter 15, we see the... um, allotments of land that each tribe were given. God had specifically written it all out just for them. And they would know where their boundaries were, where they were to live and everything. When I read through Joshua and I looked at the maps of the land of Israel in my study Bible and, and I wanted to see what I had just read. And it was really cool being the nerd that I am. I love maps. (laughs) So because I love maps and I can tend to nerd out on them for ages, I flipped through a few more maps and just looking at more in my in my study Bible. And I noticed that the land Israel was promised and the land that they occupied was vastly uh, different and smaller so I got to thinking, what, why, why was, what happened? And I puzzled over this for a few days. Um, and then I read Judges chapter one, verse 21. This is in ESV. But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites have lived with the people of Benjamin in Jerusalem to this day. Hmm. <laughs> then again, I saw in uh, Judges 1, 27 through uh, 26, we see the same theme 
played out. Manasseh, another tribe, did not drive out. They put the Canaanites into forced labor. And Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites. Zebulun, Asher, Naphtali, Dan did not drive out the inhabitants. So they did not do something. To understand um, a little bit more of this, we have to go back to Genesis 15, um, uh, verse 18 through 21. It says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Part of God's covenant was to give his descendants all of this land and to make them a great nation. How? How was he going to do this? In Deuteronomy 7, 1 and 2, we read, When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it and clears the way and clears the way many nations before you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations more numerous and mightier than you, and when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you must devote them to complete destruction. You shall make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. So God wanted the nation of Israel to take complete control of this land and to drive out the Canaanites. That is, the can- when when we read Canaanites in the Old Testament, most of the time it is a general term for all of the people, all of those other nations that were living in the land at the time. God wanted them to be completely destroyed. Um, Lydia Brownback, in her study, Judges, The Path from the Chaos to Kingship, she said, In the process of taking hold of this great gift, Israel was supposed to be God's instrument of judgment against the wicked Canaanites, end quote. So, rather than obey God's chosen people to de- decide to do things their own way, and they chose to disregard God's way, and they became the very thing God freed them from, slave owners and oppressors. But I, although it, when you read through, they didn't all take this route. Not all the tribe tribes became oppressors and slave owners, but some of them just allowed the, the wickedness to remain in the heart of their land. So as a result, God let them live with the consequences of their sin. In Judges 2, uh, 2, 2, and 3, he said, But you have not obeyed my voice. What have you done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your side, and their gods will be a snare to you. God kept his promises. He gave them the blessing. He promised Abraham hundreds of years before, and he freed them. He, he delivered them the this land, and he, he put it right into their hands. They just had to do one thing, obey him. They chose their own way, 
and this caused them to lose their land, their birthright, and their blessing. And as a result, the generations to follow have suffered the consequences. The people were eventually exiled, and the land was later occupied by the Assyrians, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, England, and many others. <laughs> um, the land was taken from them. And this is why when Israel became an independent nation in 1948, it was a, such a huge, huge deal. So this got me thinking, what do I trade God's blessing for? I don't have a nation that oppresses me like Israel does, but I do struggle with depression, food addiction, anxiety, fear of failure, bitterness, anger, and unforgiveness. All of these things are what oppress my soul. And all of these things are what bleed me dry of my, my blessing of peace and joy in Christ. And most of these things are the result of disobedience and ultimately the result of my choices not to follow God. I exchange love and peace for holding on to the past onto a past quarrel that is not what God called me to. Exchanging peace in the moment for dreading something that could happen in the future is not what God called me to. Exchanging casting my cares at the feet of Jesus for the instant gratification that chocolate can bring is not what God called me to. Exchanging the numbing of scrolling through my phone for the change that meditation brings to my life is not what God called me to. And exchanging a few more minutes of sleep for getting to know my God through the Bible study is not what God called me to. So I want to challenge you to look at your own heart and your own life. Ask yourself, what am I trading God's blessing for? If you can't think of something now, ask God to reveal it to you. You you may not like the answer. You probably aren't. I didn't. Um, but you, if you want to have a blessed, rich, close relationship with God, you need to ask yourself these hard questions. And as a follower of Jesus, we already have been given the blessing. We just might be rejecting it. And we, we have to completely rid ourselves of the sin and wickedness that we allow to live in our hearts. Um, and allowed to take his place. I know this episode was heavy, and it may not be what you were expecting, but my mission is to help you grow in your relationship with God, and your inability to make progress might be the result of disobedience. And my friend, I do not want that from you, but more importantly, your Father in Heaven does not want that for you. He wants the relationship with you that his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, died for. If you want to talk more about this, please email me, um, the spiritually disciplined mom at gmail.com, the spiritually disciplined mom at gmail.com. All right, so I really hope that this first devotional episode really encouraged you to look deeper. Um, just to find out what is holding you back, what is getting in the way of pursuing your relationship with God and the, the spiritual disciplines. I know that it was heavy and I know that it was, 
it's going to be hard work, but we know that the fruit and the blessing is worth it. I love you and I'm praying for you. I will see you next time. Hey mom, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spiritually Disciplined Mom. If you learned something that changed your life or you simply enjoyed this episode, please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help other moms like you find the podcast. Make sure you share this episode with your friends and remember that I am praying for you.